Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Charlton Live, sponsored by the Bruce Institute of Kitchen, Bedroom and Bathroom Installation. My name is Louis Mendez. On this week's show, we'll be looking back at yesterday's goalless draw with the league leaders, Portsmouth, uh, at the Valley, with the Addicts keeping their first clean sheet uh, in uh, four months, uh, 22 league games. Uh, joining me to discuss that point, first up, top right, Nathan Miller. How you doing, Nath? Yeah, living the dream, mate, yourself. Nice, yeah. nice clean sheet on a Sunday, isn't it? It's yeah, a bit weird. Well, yeah, well, I, I don't want to pry into your personal life there, Nathan. But um, yeah, whether, however you keep your bed is no of, of no uh, interest to me. Also, join us. Uh, bottom of the screen there is Ben Benji Coco doing Ben. I'm good, mate. I was waiting for Nath's another point on the board catchphrase there. I was disappointed, but he yeah. wanted to talk about his bed instead. Yeah, well, you know, like he's also showing off or something there. But yeah, cheers for that, Nath. Um, yeah, so on the. Uh, this morning's show, uh, we'll look back at the game. Uh, no highlights, obviously, because there was no goals, but we've got loads of reaction. We've got the manager, uh, Nathan Jones. We've also got the goalkeeper, Harry Eisted. Uh, spoke to both of them in the press room uh, after yesterday's game. We want to hear from you guys as well. Good morning to everyone who's joining us uh, in the chat. Sam was in there first saying, uh, morning, everyone. Another good performance yesterday. Massive shout out to Carney. Anderson and Jones, brilliant performances uh, by individuals. We've got Alan in there, Roberts, John, Ray, Andrew, um, Richard's in there joining us uh, from the other side of the world. Um, All Hell Let Loose is in there as well. Matt's joining us from uh, Australia uh, as well. It's a perfect way to round off a, a weekend. Well, thanks for that, Matt. Let us know what you made of uh, yesterday's game. Um, what positives did you take from it? How are you feeling about our, our fight to remain uh, in League One? We're obviously still just the, the one point above uh, the drop zone after the goalless draw and Cheltenham's draw with Wigan uh, on Friday night. Let us know your thoughts. Email us studio at charltonlive.co.uk. Uh, tweet us at Charlton Live or put your live comment uh, in the chat section there uh, on YouTube. So no highlights. So we'll, we'll, we'll dive straight into it, I think, Nathan. Oh, I forgot to mention we have got a guest fan joining us later on as well. Sam White's going to join us um, to talk about yesterday's game, the season as a whole, and also a YouTube channel he has uh, about Charlton, which we'll hear about later on. Nath, uh, yesterday's game, your thoughts? Yeah, you know, I thought it was a good good point. Um, obviously, you don't, can't really get too excited with a you know, with a draw at home, but considering the circumstances where they are in the league, where we are in the league, um, obviously naturally we're going to go into it a little bit, you know, a little bit tetchy as we had those three games coming up. Um, but I mean, look, looking back at the whole game overall, I thought it was there was nothing really in it. it was, if you was an alien and got plonked on the earth and looked at that game, you wouldn't know it's top versus what twentieth or wherever we are. Um, and you know, we got we fought fought well and dug out a result against a team that has only failed to score in, what, two or three games this season. So, got to take the clean sheet. We build on it. We look a lot more structured behind the ball now, now that uh, Nathan's come in. So, it's a building block. And I'm not going to get too too excited. We've got we've got a big march coming up. So, but yeah, overall, you take that. Um, and I thought, I thought we defended brilliantly. And 
think Sam said at the beginning, there's a lot, lot of good performances in there throughout the team and something to build on, mate. Yeah, I mean, what, what what does it say to you about the the progress we've made under Nathan Jones so far, Ben, that, you know, we've gone to Bolton and played out a, quite a thrilling 3-3 free, free draw, but again, that's the side right at the top of the table uh, and played the side sitting very top of the table yesterday. And and I'd say other than maybe that, that spell between about five and 20 minutes in where they had three or four chances. I thought, I thought we kept them at arm's length quite comfortably, really. Yeah, I think the difference between like the last few games for me has been massive um, because I came out of that Lincoln game and I wasn't feeling as positive as, as many fans were because uh, I thought we were so sloppy on the ball. And I just felt if we do this against better opposition, like gifting them possession, stupidly passing the ball in in the middle of the park and giving it away, I thought we we're going to get undone here. Um, and that's what I think Nathan's done in the last couple of games. We we're not giving away silly errors, silly chances to the opposition. Um, I mean, you look at the Bolton goals last week. And yet we could have done better, but it, there weren't mistakes from us. And I think we're just doing the basics a lot better now. Um, and, and I felt that yesterday. I felt we pressed well as a team. I felt we kept the ball well at times. What we were missing was someone to create something. Um, and obviously when Chucks came on, we just <laughs> uh, obviously lent on him to try and give us something. Um, but overall, yeah, I think we pressed well. We were very organised and I'm definitely getting a lot more hope now that, that we can stay up and get up the table because mm. we're proving it against the better sides in the league. And yeah, look, they, they came to us. It must be in their head, mustn't it, about this who do we have over them because it's just crazy. I just didn't see how they are top of the league. Um, I just didn't see... Is that because we played so well? Um because I didn't see that as much. I just was waiting for them to shift up a gear. But I just saw from minute one, they, their gamesmanship came into play. Any touch on the floor, any bit of time wasting they could do. But maybe that they were a bit worried because they noticed the last few games that Nathan has got us, got us up for this now. So, yeah, really pleased that we got that clean sheet. There's a lot more fight in there. There was a structure, no silly errors, and definitely something we can build on now. Yeah, I, I wonder if, to an extent, we caught Pompey on, on a bit of an off day. Um, I think John Massinho came in afterwards and said he, he felt they were lacking quality in certain certain times of the game. But also, he, he heaps lots of praise on, on how well we were organised. He said that Charlton looked, looked like they are in a, a false position yesterday. That um, clean sheet then, so the last one we kept was the 4-0 win against Reading. Uh, which was which was under Michael Appleton at the uh, the back end of October, I think, or mid October. Um, but I, I said if there was one moment that sort of personified the way we kept it yesterday, was that that challenge from Macaulay Gillespie late on when their when their sub was going through. Um, a couple of people have mentioned it uh, in in the chat as well. Um, yeah, Stuart said uh, Gillespie's tackle was brilliant. Stuart's joining us from South Africa, by the way. So we've gone well wide, Nath. Um Yeah, and Chris says that tackle stopped a certain goal. It really, it really was a brilliant moment, and, and specifically for the player, it's great for him to have a moment like that in a Charlton shirt. Probably the first, the first one he's had. But I thought it just sort of highlighted maybe I don't know a change in mentality over the last few weeks. Do you remember when we had someone tracking back against Peterborough, and it didn't look like we were going to make challenges like that? Maybe there's a slight difference there. More energy. More, more decisiveness in, in the defence? 
Yeah, look, look, and I think Benji touched on it already. Was not, you know, we're, we're doing the basics well. I mean, when he went through on goal, I was a bit worried because we've, I don't think we're blessed with pace in our back three. But I think it was a great tackle, really. And to be fair, I mean, if they if he went through and scored that, we would have, you know, been sitting here talking about a loss. So um, yeah, no, it was a great tackle. And I think we just done, we just defended our box very, very well. We. It was a bit of a scrappy one, wasn't it? It was quite quite stop start, a lot of stoppages and that. Um, but no, you know they're good at set plays, and I thought we we cope with them very well. So yeah, it, making challenges like that are only going to boost the confidence for um, Macaulay. You know, Maco in terms of his starts, it's sort of been stop start, isn't it, with his injuries and stuff. But um, yeah, alongside Jones, I thought he was brilliant yesterday. Um, so yeah, it looks like the team are growing in confidence now, um, especially in that. Even though we were playing top yesterday, that injury time. I wasn't as nervous as I was like in other games, you know, like Cambridge or Burton or something like that. I actually felt okay. I felt reasonably comfortable, which is a weird thing to say when you're playing a team like Pompey. And I, I agree. I think we probably caught them on an off day because they're obviously top for a reason. But I just think it highlights the fact how um, how sort of poor this league is. And that's what really grates me in the situation we're in this year. Mm, yeah, I think Chris has uh, said the whole league is full of uh, very poor sides, very little difference between uh, bottom and top. And Michael agrees. It says further em- emphasizes the lower quality uh, of the league uh, th- this year, which is yeah, which is which is probably how I how how I saw it based on yesterday as well. Although, like I say, I, I still wonder if we we took them, we found them slightly on an off day. Guy says that tackle. Uh, from Gillespie was amazing but for me it was a moment before the tackle where Jones on a yellow card tried to foul and take the player down for the red card uh to prevent the goal so I'm, I'm guess he's saying like maybe was that them all fighting for the team I mean so I asked Nathan about the challenge after we'll hear it in the interview and he he sort of um pointed out that I think there was a missed header that led to that that geezer being through on goal in the first place so again it's just little standards things but the fact that we were there to cover it this time uh, was obviously good. I mean, it goes um, without saying that Lloyd Jones was was excellent yesterday, but he picked up his tenth yellow card of the season. Um, yeah, Hayden says is he out for two matches now? I think that'll be a massive miss. He is so two two matches now going into Derby and Northampton without Lloyd Jones at the back. Ben, um, considering where he was maybe three four weeks ago, and um, just after Appleton had left and towards the end of his tenure, where. You know, he, he didn't close down a couple of games, a couple of goals. He got called out by the manager, then obviously came off the bench, having been dropped at Blackpool and had a, a bit of a ricket. You need, I, I, I could sense that his his confidence was as low as it had ever been. So well done, Nathan Jones, to build him back up to, to be the player that we've seen at other times this season because he, he's been excellent the last two or three. Yeah, he has. And I think it can't help when your partner's next to you keep changing and obviously after having to deal with new players coming in with Edmund Green um, and playing in this different formation. Um, but maybe he just knows his role a little bit more now. I think before, yeah, the, we were just coming under continued pressure, weren't we? And it was it was him defending well and then it turned into him making the mistakes. Uh, but yeah, he's a rock at the back, isn't he? And I think we can always seem to rely on him and God, I had one of the best strikers in the league up front yesterday and Colby Bishop and I think he man marks him out of the game really just didn't really notice he was playing and and you look at the chances they had yesterday the saves that Ice did made they were like shots outside the box that he was tipping over um so they weren't really getting crosses into the box and and worrying us because I think again back to what we were saying earlier that basics 
the structure we set up with really stifled them. So I think they, and if you look at the goals again last week at Bolton, it, it was two crosses that came into the box um, that, that got, uh, I can't remember one of their goals actually, but I remember two of them coming in, that first one, and I remember the third one. Oh, the other one was at Magoma when he put Dobson on his bum. But um, yeah, so we we had learned from that. I think that's what we got to take from these games, especially when you get a clean sheet. Like I think we're a lot more set up now in this structure that, that we're playing, and it and it works. Um, and and yeah, like with with Jones, we we needed him to step up, didn't we? We need these defenders to show because how many times have we come on this? show and we go well I think these players are are too good to go down we have got a good squad here and you would counteract it and go well I don't think they are because consistently we're not seeing it so it's good that these players are showing that they are good enough if if Nathan gets the right potential out of them and and I think we're starting to see that slowly now and the confidence is building as Nathan said when that seven minutes went up I actually felt like, good, let's let's try and get something from this rather than, ah, can we hold on? Because I'm getting more confidence from this defence now and, and he's a massive reason behind that. Yeah, Robert says uh, clean sheets breed confidence. Confidence breeds points and points will breed safety. Hopefully that will be uh, the case. Yeah, Alan says uh, keep him out, then you've got a shout. And we did have a shout of winning it. I think in, ter- in terms of chances, we didn't have many, Naif. Obviously, we had the, the our, our best one was probably... The very early one for Dan Carney, where Alfie turned it around the corner for him, and Dan—I I don't think he could have done anything more from the angle. He's that he hit it perfectly, it just came off the base of the post. Unlucky not to go in. Uh, we had that cross from Tanae Watson, who, who had a, another better game, I think, um, that was put over the bar. I'm still not sure if it was May or Carney who put it over because they were both sort of going for it in, in the first half. Second half, I felt like we we were applying more pressure than them, but didn't actually create a. a a guilt-edged opportunity is that fair no yeah 100 percent, mate i think second half we we had a lot of sort of territory but i, I can't remember too many meaningful final third entries it just looked like a game that was going to peter out and i think you know when you're on a run i know it i know we've been drawing and we're the draw specialists in this division now but the run that we're on, you have to, in my opinion, you start at the back, get it all sorted, and then you move to your midfield, and then you move to your forward. So I think the, the issue that Nathan's got to do now is we look like we're, we're a lot more solid at the back. It's now trying to get the balance right in terms of carving out opportunities because there are certain times in the game where we do look a little bit isolated or we're not creating too many opportunities. So maybe he set it up for these next three games to be a little bit tighter and be a little bit more expansive in the six pointers that are coming up maybe. But I think that's what we've got to try and find a way around because earlier in the season when we had Corey, it was pretty obvious what our, you know, what our attacking play was. It was to give it to Corey and then he'll cause carnage in most games. So it's just trying to find that balance now. Um, But yeah, yesterday we didn't, there weren't too much, but at the same time, from even from, looking at their chances, they had a couple, they had a bit of hairy moments in, I think it was the first half, I think when Harry made a good save, point blank range, I think they had the crossbar or something or post or whatever. Um, so yeah, there weren't too many games for both sides. So it was a bit of a nothing game. Um, but I think we've got some work to do in trying to be a bit more, have a bit more composure and working on our final ball. 
Yeah, and and funny enough, I mean, you'll hear the interview with Nathan Jones shortly, but he he references that as well. So I guess that's a good sign that it's something that we're seeing, but the manager also sees it. And and like you say, if we are going to build from the back, then then no better place to have started with that clean sheet uh, yesterday. Uh, their their chances then. Um, obviously, they they hit the woodwork as well. Um, I mean, it came after a good save from Eisted from Callum Lang's header, and then Paddy Lane with the rebound looped it off the crossbar. Uh, Eisted made an, a couple of other stops. That Moxon one. There was there was a Bishop one very shortly after we hit the post actually, um, and yeah, he didn't actually make a save in the second half. So it shows that for for a side that have been fairly free scoring, they're about the fifth or sixth highest scoring in the division, Portsmouth. That they didn't create much, and 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 that and that bodes that that bodes well for me. If you look back to last week's game at Bolton, this is going to sound a bit ridiculous, but for a free-free game, there weren't that many chances in it. We probably had four chances; they probably had five. So I'm, I'm kind of hoping that that sort of means we are heading in the right direction, even though we conceded three last week. But we did we did restrict Portsmouth quite a bit this this week, Ben. Yeah, we did. Um, as as Nath just said, it was a bit of a nothing game, wasn't it? You expected them to come at us a bit more. Um, but when we had that Portsmouth chap on on Thursday, he basically said with all their long-term injuries, their first 11 is their first 11. And obviously that chap had that chance at the end who came on. Um, and I guess that was the biggest chance of the game, really, wasn't it? You saw him bearing down on goal and just fought the worst. Um, but apart from that, as I said, we, we weren't gifting them chances. Um, and they were kind of, their shots were coming from outside the box in that first half. And and Harry was was well aware of, of that happening. And I think that one where you just said in that first three minutes where Carnu has that chance, hits the inside of the post, they go up the other end and Bishop shoots. And Eister makes a routine save, but he pushed it away well. Um, I also liked Eister when that guy was through on goal and Gillespie made that tackle and he was sprinting over to stop the ball going off for a corner. Thought he was great to be so aware of that because obviously a corner then brings more um, pressure on and it was just good to relieve that pressure and he him to be aware of it. And um, and yeah, I, I think with him in goal, I, I do I do think that the defenders, they're all growing in confidence. And I think having that new guy there um, in between the sticks that's claiming crosses, I think he did that well in the second half. I know they didn't have many shots, but I, did, I think he did that well. And I just watch him after like some chances as well. And he's continually talking to his defence. I think that was one of my main criticisms towards Ash, that he just wasn't communicating. Like if someone had let him down in front of him, either missed a tackle or hadn't run back enough, then at least let him know. Like, like standards should be better than this. And I think, yeah, with Harry, he's doing that as well. Um so yeah, it was a team effort to to keep them to keep them out. But I also think that um, yeah, Harry Harry's been doing so well in the in between the sticks that I don't know why I keep saying in between the sticks, but <laughs> in goal that um, it's breeding confidence throughout the whole side, isn't it? Mm, yeah, a couple of tweets came in. Uh, Lisbon said yesterday was another huge step forward uh, for us. Nathan's enthusiasm, passion, and energy, coupled with his constant coaching from the sidelines, is extraordinary. Uh, back him and we'll be on our way. Uh, Platy says that was a brilliant tackle by uh, by Gillespie. Hopefully some of the doubters will back off now. Uh, we need him on Tuesday. It was a great performance yesterday. 
Uh, Croy Addison and Dan Carnu have just stepped up so much under Jones, looking better each week. Be interesting uh, at Derby if Coventry is back or if there's an issue. Um, yeah, so no, no Connor Coventry yesterday, but I mean, the way that Anderson played, obviously Backinson came back into the side. There's been a couple of comments uh, about Backinson uh, in, in the chat, people saying they don't really see what he, what he brings. What, what he does bring is, is energy, and I'll stand by that. He, he gets up and down, and he, he does. he's not one who's not, who's not trying, but... Um, yeah, I mean that maybe that missed opportunity for him early in the second half yesterday, where the cross came in from from the right hand side, uh, and 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 he probably was quite well placed to to head towards goal and didn't quite it didn't quite come off. Maybe shows a little bit about the, the quality on the ball we've seen from him so far. But I'm not I'm not going to sit here and bash him like a lot of people are because you can tell he's like putting a shift in. And I've said it previously, we've had loads of players over the last couple of years that haven't been putting shifts in. So he just needs to concentrate on getting that quality up now because obviously there's there's a concern on that on that front. Yeah, I think I, I, I've seen obviously the comments on um, Mackerson as well. And I mean, when he, I just class him as industrious. He's one of those really, he's not going to, he's not a flair player. He's one who gives his all. But I think if Pan, Pan Kamara is fit, or if he gets up to speed, I think we'll probably see him starting a lot more ahead of Backinson, in my opinion. But um, yeah, I mean, there was a couple, like you said, there was an instance, and I think it was in the first half where we were just just that little bit of quality. And if you look at our midfield, we're quite obviously Dobbo and Backinson. Um, you know, you've got two quite industrious players. So um, yeah, it was just one of those. He's not. He's like a no frills. He's like a midfield Ben Purriton, and he. Really, it's no frills, just like just as the bog standard. And you know what? what? There's nothing wrong with that. (laughs) (laughs) What a time to be alive. Um, But uh, yeah, he's just one of them, you know, no frills, just gets the job done. And um, but yeah, I think if every if we had a fully fit squad, I don't think it'd be starting games. um, I think we can all say that. Yeah, uh, I mean, guys saying uh, Backinson off the ball is doing a lot of good work. He's breaking up play and making things difficult for the opponent with his physicality. Uh, on the ball, there's a lack of quality. And Chris says, uh, yeah, I don't mind Backinson. He's always involved 100% uh, every game. Yeah, I mean, what did you make of the fact that there was no Connor Coventry yesterday then, Ben? Obviously, there are quite a lot of selection headaches in that midfield. Nathan said himself on his press day on Thursday, I think it was, about how we're pretty well stocked there. Like, we've got way too many midfielders. Like, and, and obviously, there's going to be players left out. But the fact it's one that we've signed in, in January and, and probably hasn't, had the impact he would have wanted overall. I mean, it's not like he's been frozen out because he played, he, he he missed one game and then came in and played at Bolton, didn't he? So it's not like he's frozen out. I wouldn't be shocked to see him back in the squad on on Tuesday. But obviously there's decisions for the uh, the manager to make there, Ben. Yeah, uh, I think with him that I can't say I've seen too much from him that I really like or really dislike from him. Um I find him quite similar to Dobbo. And when they're both in the side together, um, if it's an away game that backs against the wall, so I, you're right, I think I could see him coming in against Derby, then it works for us because I think he keeps the ball moving from side to side. But having bringing in Backington gives you that energy, as Nate said, box-to-box midfielder that's, that's trying to make things happen. I think that's probably why... Uh, Backinson gets a bit more grief from fans and other players because he's under the spotlight. If there's not many other players trying to create and trying to make that killer ball and you see him giving it away, well, it's because he's trying something different. Uh, whereas Coventry and, and Dobbo and maybe Anderson, I think 
don't try that as much. Um, so, yeah, I, as I said, I could see him coming in again on Tuesday. Um, but the big thing is where, where how we're going to score a goal. If you look back to that Bolton game and the three we scored, I mean, one was a Coventry long ball into the box, which obviously Small battled hard for and, and it bounced down for Carnu. The corner from Jones and um, the other cross from Thierry Small. So... We're, we're getting goals from kind of just hoofing it into the box and open for the best in that game. Uh, so, yeah, and I think like, I really like Thierry Small. I think he he's someone that has been looking dangerous when he's going down the wing. I like how he runs at pace. Um, but I feel yesterday we didn't go forward enough together because I think we were more focusing on that clean sheet. So I felt he was quite isolated as well, as as well as when Tenai was getting up the wing as well. Um, so, yeah, I, I feel in terms of Backinson, Coventry, Anderson, Dobbo, I can see it chopping and changing, as Nath said, if once Kamara gets fit. We've just got to try and find that formula, that how we can create chances with it. Um, but it's tricky, isn't it? Because without... When we don't have width and you just make us narrow, um, it really, we play into their hands a bit. So I'd like to see, yeah, ways of getting small on the ball a bit more and providing help for him. Because I felt that yesterday as well. I felt when Chucks did come on, we we didn't have men around him, did we? Like hovering around. So to have that midfielder that is pushing up a bit more, that that will help us. But... Yeah, there's obviously more to come from these players. But as Nave said, get the basics going first at the back and we can start working forward. Mm, Yeah, Tim says, that morning, lads. What a great performance uh, watching from Calcutta. Uh, I feel we're at a turning point. Would have never got two draws like this a month ago. As Steve Brown said, this could be the beginning of something. Our goal difference is crucial as well. That could be arguably another point. And Alan says, it was a great performance all round. Jones was class. First clean sheet uh, since too long to remember. The wing will come. Have to feel confident going to Derby. And won't be surprised if we bring home three points. Uh, or at least uh, don't lose and build more confidence uh, for the games uh, ahead. Yeah, Jonathan says uh, on Connor Coventry, he's a, a DM. I think he's good on the ball, but with Nathan Jones, he demands work rate and box-to-box in his system. I think Dobson, Backinson and Kamara uh, will be preferred. And Guy says, yeah, Coventry looks like a silky passer, but he doesn't seem to be very physical. Uh, hasn't really put a foot in yet. Uh, he's slow and hasn't played any killer balls. Good for us, though, when possession is a tactic. But, I mean, obviously... Uh, Karoy Zidane Anderson yesterday. Uh, that is his middle name. I haven't just thrown that in there. Uh, we've, we've got some pretty fun middle names in our in our squad at the moment, along with Tyrese Tupac Shakur Campbell. But um, yeah, I mean, he again. To, to I, I used the phrase like last week for Dan Carney with with to, to, with two Nathan Jones. I said, "Oh, you've shown your faith in him." But again, it's not faith when when you're performing. So he has performed. So he's kept his place, Nathan. And, and, and yesterday, I mean, the energy he's got that is exactly what Nathan Jones wants. Yeah, exactly. I think, um, you know, when Karoy first came on the scene, I, I could, you could tell he had the enthusiasm. I just thought he needed that little bit more composure on the ball. Um, and, you know, he's not finished article yet. But, yeah, the uh, there was a point in the game yesterday where he was sort of late in the game and he was harassing the centre-halves and it just shows so much energy. And obviously Nathan's going to love that. It just was, you know, it reminds me of, you know, at Luton, you've got that Pelly, was it, is it Pelly Ruddock or something? And then he came through all the leagues. He just got that energy in the midfield. And he was brilliant again yesterday. Um, and he's obviously putting um, put, putting it 
firm into Nathan Jones's mind that he can't be dropped. So, and, and fair play to him. And I think we said it last, uh, was a couple of weeks ago or something, just to think how far him and Dan Carno really in the same breath, how far they develop and how quickly they develop. This is absolutely madness. And he seems to be thriving under Nathan Jones and, Obviously, he's doing the right things and that he can stay in the team. So, yeah, I thought he was very, very good yesterday. And I didn't know that his middle name was Zidane. So, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, it's a good one. Well, you know, like, it's, there's probably loads of really boring middle names out there as well that we don't discuss. But, yeah, that's that's a really good one. Uh, Aaron says, uh, our issues are creating goal opportunities. Uh, we're more solid at the back, but we barely create chances now. This has been the same for months. We need wins to stay up. And this is the biggest concern uh, for me. And I think that's fair. You know, like I say, we, we we didn't create a great deal yesterday. So that is still something we have to work on. We're still going to be going into the rest of the season without Corey Blackett-Taylor. So that will be a, a sticking point for us. But, you know, we, we've got to try and hope that we will find the way over the next few weeks. We have got the likes of, you know, Freddie Ladapo who wasn't even involved yesterday, who we're hoping will, will start to create more chances for himself. And, you know, Dan Carney has, has been really good up top. It's just about whether we can we can feed the ball. So obviously Alfie's only on one goal in 13, I think it is now. So concern there as well. Um, right, shall we hear from the Addicts manager, I think? Uh, I spoke to Nathan Jones uh, after yesterday's game, asked for his opinion on the goalless draw with Portsmouth. Another very good point today. Yeah, I'd very much so. I mean, these are a good side, the top of the league. They're you know, scoring at will against most sides. So for us to, to put in the level of performance, keep a clean sheet, um, and I was especially pleased with the second half performance, then then yeah, look, shows we've taken a step in the right direction. Yeah, and the clean sheet you mentioned, it's been a long time coming. Is that is that the biggest plus for you? Absolutely, yeah. Look, the point against these, we've got some big sides now, you know, Bolton, and um, and we went toe-to-toe with Bolton. We went toe-to-toe with these today, and... and Whatever were lots of what I, I saw, lots of what I wanted to see from 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 my team, um, and look, apart from a little bit of quality in the final third, I thought it was an excellent performance. Did that tackle from Gillespie right at the end sort of sum up how how hard they worked for that clean sheet? I think how hard it worked, but you know, right before it, the two two gone for the same ball and we flicked in behind, and that's what causes you know. So some, sometimes they're a bit more endeavour than know how and. And that's why we've got to get that balance right. But, you know, wonderful tackle at, at the end. And it would have been travesty if we'd end up losing, especially in that manner, you know. Is that an example of the standards you're setting and you want to make sure they don't make the first mistake so they have to make the, the second challenge? Well, we set standards anyway. They, and they set their own standards, you know, in terms of stuff. We, we, look, we don't, we don't think we've cracked it in any way, but it's a, it's, it's, we're laying a foundation where we can, we can defend well and keep clean sheets and then we have to make sure then that we, we score at the other end. But it, it's a really positive point. It's a positive performance. We've gone toe-to-toe with the league leaders and they're a good side. You know, they're scoring. Um, they, you know, they, they, they're putting fours past people in in, in thing. And uh, and I, I thought today we were we were more than value for, for our point. The, the last two performances show that you, you feel like you're getting your message across already now then? I think the last three. I think, you know, we've come up against two of the best sides in the league, two of the three best sides in the league in terms of Bolton and think Derby are alongside them as, as, as well. Obviously, they're all neck and neck. Um, but Lincoln, Lincoln are a really good side on a fantastic run, but we dominated the game here. You know, we should have won that game. We should have won that game comfortably, but we didn't because we're not demonstrating that quality in the final third. But then we've we've gone three unbeaten now, and yet the draws, and we want to we want to win games. But there's a foundation getting laid, and then now it's just constant work about uh, about getting and picking the right team so that we one get that aggressiveness, two get that foundation, but then three we can open up a team as well and and, and win games. Yeah, certainly in the, in the second half, we feel like you're putting on a fair bit of pressure towards the end as well. 
I thought we'd better side second half. I thought we'd played. I thought you've seen how many times they went down, slowed the game down, picked up injuries or whatever it was. But we showed we're an aggressive team there today and gone right after them. They'll they'll be getting on the bus then. They'll be delighted with the point. It's a good point for them because the other two have lost and stuff. But they were in a proper game today, and and that's all we can ask. Yeah, I mean, the link-up play between May and Carney for that chance early on as well must have been good to see a little bit of a partnership building there. Well, look, I thought we had good situations without really showing quality. I mean, every time we showed ounce of quality, we had a chance. Like, and, and I want us to show relentless quality, constant quality. You know, we put a few balls in the box, but I want there to be 20 balls going in, in their box with quality so that we create chances. So when we miss one, there's one coming up. And that's that's what we've got to learn to do. But we've got that defensive solidity, so we're building on that. Then we can start adding quality and creating chances and winning games. You had to take care tonight. What's enough today? Is he, did he pick up a problem? To be fair, he picked up a problem really early, but he played through it for about an hour and that showed the character of the kid, you know, and uh, and that's what we have got here. We've got so much character and play. You only got to look at the, the two young boys, you know, Karoy uh, Anderson and and, and Kanu, and you know, they're defying their age, those two, and uh, and leading by example, and, and, and that's that's brilliant. The one sort of sour note today is Lloyd-Jones picked up his 10th yellow card of the season. You have to do without him for a couple of games now. Well, look, it just gives someone else a chance. That's what we said. We've demanded from people. We've got those six centre-offs here. We've got Michael Hector back. Um, Nessie's there. You know, Gillespie come in and play today. So we've got the cover in there. He's been silly because he picked it up for dissent. So we'll we'll deal with that. Um, but it's just sad, really, because he's, he's been in good form. He's been aggressive. He's, he's defended fantastically well. But... Give someone else a chance now. Yeah, he had a couple of bad moments in the weeks before you came in. So, what have you? You sort of feel like going back to his best over the last couple of weeks? Look, the thing about defenders is when they make a mistake, then it costs, and then that gets highlighted and, and so on. A centre, centre forward can miscontrol a ball and did not lead to anything, and no, it's no problem. It happens when, when something happens with a defender or a goalkeeper, then it's it's, it's usually alarming. So, well, I've asked Lloyd to go back to basics. You know, I signed Lloyd for Luton. Uh, um, as, as as real competition for the people we had and we had some excellent centre-offs at that thing so I know what Lloyd can do I know what he's capable of it's just about getting everyone played to the maximum and you know we've got people that, uh, uh, there's other people that, that have played regularly that maybe not involved at the minute that, that will be and, and so because we find a balance I'm learning about them so I have to find a balance of one athleticism two defensive solidity and then also pick a team then that can, can open up teams and, and that's you know taking a little bit of time you mentioned Hex name there. Is he sort of getting back to match fitness? Yeah, he's back training. So he's back training. So we can we want to get him back as soon as we can. Derby on Tuesday. I think the last two performances show you've got nothing to fear. Well, we got nothing to fear anyway. I don't I don't fear going to Derby. You know, in, in, with 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 respect, I respect um, uh, everyone, and we know Derby for the level is a is is a very very difficult game to think. But we ain't going to fear it. We never going to fear anyone. Um, we, we have a way of playing and, and we go after teams and if you're good enough to beat us then fine if you're not then we're Charlton so that's that's the mentality now Yeah, well, You were here for the, the game weren't you against Derby so yeah. you've seen him quite recently as well so you can pick up some ideas of how to attack Tuesday's game Well it was nothing in the game it was really probably Charlton on the better side or probably second half it's just Derby showed the one bit of quality in the game from, from a slight error that, that won in the game and that's the margins you know that is the margins in, in, in games we have to show that quality but still be the, the aggressive team that we are. Thinking about a new kitchen or bathroom? Find professional, independent local installers with free home surveys, itemised quotes and protected payments, trading standards approved contracts and workmanship warranties. The British Institute of Kitchen, Bedroom, Bathroom Installations accredits installers to ensure they are police checked, fully insured 
and experience. Take the risk out of home improvement. Visit bikbbi.org.uk. Hello fellow addicts. I'm so excited to tell you all about our micropub, The River Owl House. The River Owl House is based in East Greenwich. It has six Pub of the Year awards, an ever-changing selection of amazing beer. It's owned by Charlton fans, walkable to the ground in just 20 minutes with buses that go direct to the Valley too. If your matchday routine includes a drink with your friends, you must join your fellow addicts in the river. See you soon. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Right, welcome back to Charlton Live. Just for the advert break there, we heard from the addict's boss, uh, Nathan Jones, after yesterday's goal to straw uh, with, with Portsmouth. Um, he, he is a breath of fresh air to listen to compared to... Um, uh, certain previous incumbents in in the role, Nath. Um But yeah, what what um what what did, what did you take out of out of his messaging, driving standard? He, sp- he spoke about like 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 I said earlier, what we had said about the chances need to follow. But it, it, it feels like he has a plan, which which, which bodes well. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I think you can see that here that in his messaging in all of his um all of his presses so far. I like how he he just says it as it is. You know, with Jones getting. Um, but obviously said it's silly and they'll deal with it. So I assume Lloyd will have to I don't know, buy some donuts or whatever, <laughs> whatever the fines are nowadays. But um, yeah, he looks like he's got a plan. And he, he said that there, he's going to, we conceded on far too many goals, far too many goals all season. So starting with the back, um, get us, build a little bit of a foundation, get a, a good structure behind the ball and then you build on that. So yeah, I think he has got a plan. Um, but I think the next part of that plan has got to be how we're going to, in the middle of the pitch, how do we create more chances? Because I think what we more or less scored more than double than Shrewsbury. Um, and we're obviously below him in the table. So he obviously had to start with the defence first, but the plan's coming along nicely, hopefully. Um, obviously not going to get too ahead of ourselves, but it's a good start and you can see what he's instilling in terms of standards. And that's what we that's the minimum that we should expect. And it seems like it's the minimum that he expects as well. Yeah, um, you mentioned. I mean, you mentioned Shrewsbury yesterday. I couldn't believe they went and beat Reading. Like, I, I really didn't have that in, in. In there was a bit of a coupon buster for me. So, um, I mean, as as Ian mentioned there, said which teams above us will get dragged down. He said I was probably correct about Cambridge, who lost again. So on Thursday, I, I ran through the sides and, and looked who had a difficult run in. But obviously, that result for Shrewsbury yesterday shows that you can't just look at things like that, Ben. Um, but I mean, did did you do? You, are you concentrating much on the other results at the moment? I'll have to admit, on Friday night when we spent about an hour, two points adrift in the relegation zone, I was feeling very, very uncomfortable because that can easily two can easily turn to five within one game. So 
yeah, I, I am nervously looking at other results whilst obviously trying to take some some confidence from the fact that we, we, we've turned in a couple of good performances. Do you know what? I'm, I'm not really looking at other results after games and seeing what other teams have picked up. I just, well, I just got this confidence now that we are going to start picking up the points to just draw us away. And I still think, I know, there's, what, 12 games left? Still quite a number of games to play. And as we've said before, there are some bad teams down there, aren't there? And they look, we they can pick up the results that, that might put a pressure on, but I just think we've got to focus on ourselves. We're coming through now this this hard run of fixtures. We'll go to Derby on Tuesday with some confidence, especially after the Bolton game, and uh and and try, as Nathan just said there, we'll, we'll try and our game plan on them and we go there with confidence. Um, and then, I mean, they lost yesterday. Their heads might be down, as we spoke to that Derby fan the other day. I mean, he he was quite down and they were right up the top of the league. So, yeah, it's it's a funny old um, league at the moment, isn't it? I mean, you've got Reading are in a false position anyway because of their points deduction. And I thought, yeah, they would easily stay up and then they get dragged a bit more into it after losing to... Shrewsbury yesterday who looked like they were going to get dragged down but yeah I think we just need to focus on ourselves to be honest um yeah if we if we would have lost the game yesterday that is one for me I would have started going oh god like they won around us but I'm just feeling confident in ourselves at the moment and it might mm. sound a bit naive but I just yeah focusing on ourselves maybe with five games to go then I'll start looking around but um yeah I think we'll be out of it by then yeah, it's mad. It's mad how we're all speaking like this when we, we're now sixteen games without a win, which is the longest anyone's gone in any of the top four divisions all season. So if you look at Forest Green Rovers, who I think are bottom or second bottom of League Two, they had a 15, 15 game winless run. So we were level with them until yesterday. But yeah, it's about what you're seeing in front of you on the pitch. Are they heading in the right direction to an extent? And we've seen that over the last couple of weeks. Obviously, it has to go to the next level. And winning games, but yeah, ho- hopefully, as Martin says, uh, solidity versus creativity. Solidity, something we haven't had for a good while. Uh, Nathan Jones has got building blocks uh, in-, in place. Richards, like me, says he's looking at the results uh, around us. But Dean says there's still lots, lots of time left. Alan saying time is ticking. <laughs> so uh, Paul says these games in hand uh, will evaporate as well for those sides below us. As Nate says, it's all about uh, the points. On the board, Guy reckons we need five wins out of 12 games. Maybe about that. So that would add 15 points. That would get us up to well, 51 now. So arguably you could say even three or four and a couple of draws would be enough, hopefully. Uh, but we'll see. Was he sent it off again yesterday? Blimey, Paul. I didn't even I didn't even see that. So I'm not surprised. But I don't, yeah, why did I sound surprised there? I just did, it's just I didn't know it. Uh, there we go. Right. Um, shall we hear from the goalkeeper, uh, Harry Eisted, uh, who was uh, the man who kept a clean sheet uh, yesterday for the first time in 22 uh, league games for the Addicts. They weren't all 22 on him, obviously. He was out for a, for a long time of that. But um, yeah, he, he was very pleased uh, to keep a clean sheet. I spoke to him after yesterday's game. Straw with the league leaders, uh, what did you make of today's game? I thought it was a fairly, uh, not a fun game to watch maybe. There was a lot of uh, directness. I think both teams had a similar game plan of that direct route and uh, playing off the seconds. Um, I thought we cut, we had more chances than them in the second half. I didn't really, I didn't make a safe in the second half. Obviously I had three saves in the first half, but I thought both teams were very, very similar. Yeah, do you think you're going to be in for a long day when you had that spell of acting to make a lot of saves early on? <laughs> 
Maybe, yeah, but we've we've really done well at learning from kind of our mistakes and uh, adapting as, as if a mistake happens and I'm there to save the ball and if I make the save, then that's, that helps us. It's the first clean sheet for the side in 22 league games. How big is that for you guys? Yeah, it's massive. It's what, what, what we we go out every match day and we want to get a clean sheet. And uh, yeah, it's been, it's been a long time, so it, it's, nice, it's a nice feeling to get that clean sheet. Is it something that plays on the minds of the players when it's been that long without one? Yeah, 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 probably, but I, I think we've got a good, good uh, bunch of lads and, and we go into every game thinking positive thoughts and thinking we don't think, oh, we're going to concede loads here or anything like that. So, I don't know, when you don't get a clean sheet for that long, it is tough and it is probably maybe mentally mentally tough, but it's we've got the clean sheet now and it's something to build on. It's another point to build on as well. I mean, even with the, the winless run, how important have the last two games been for morale for the side? Yeah, obviously we've been playing the arguably the two best teams in the league and we've got two points out of it and it's something now it's, it's a, 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 something we can build on and, and move on into obviously Derby Tuesday and then the fixture we've got in March What changes have you noticed since uh, since Nathan's come in for the for the whole squad? Um, I think there's a more of a structure to the team there's a, there's a style of play um, that hopefully you fans and, and everyone can see um, yeah, I think we're more resilient defending as well. We put our bodies on the line and, and we're defending the cage, as it's called. And yeah, I, th- I think you can you can see that in our performances that we've we've been working on that and it's coming out in, in the games. Obviously, from a personal point of view, you knew Nathan before he came to the club and he's brought you back into the side. So is it is it good for you from uh, to work with a manager you've worked with before? Yeah, I, I worked with the gaffer for for many years when I was at Luton, and uh, I didn't I didn't play loads of, as I didn't play loads of games at Luton, but I played. A good couple under him, and yeah, it's nice for a manager to have faith in you and to, and to put you in and, and trust you. Yeah. What is he like as a as a manager? What what differences does he have to, to previous incumbents at the club? Um, I think he just drives standards, and, and he won't let it slip, and he won't take anything other than the top the top standard. Like, um, and yeah, I think it, it keeps people on their toes definitely, and. It's, it's what I think it's what the lads needed, yeah. yeah. Obviously, talking about keeping people on your toes, you and Ash have been doing that for each other over the course of the season when, when you weren't out injured. So what's the sort of relationship like between you two? Is it just pushing each other? I think as goalkeepers, like you you understand there's only one one of you can play. And I've, I've touched on before in the programme that we have a good relationship and a, and a good friendship. And we know that only one of us can play, but it doesn't stop us from going, oh, no, you have it. Or like we push each other and, and it is, it's a good competition. As fans still looking over our shoulder a little bit with the relegation zone so close behind you, how, how do you, as players, sort of manage that pressure? Um, obviously, obviously, we're in the position we're in, and, and we, we've had a tough like run of fixtures. Um, but yeah, I think we've got good results, and it's more of building that platform going into fixtures where we definitely see that we can pick up three points. It starts with Derby on Tuesday, the last of our games against the top three. But you've already shown you can you can compete in games like that. Yeah, I mean, if you take take it back to when we did play Derby uh, at our place, um, it was a one 0 and they had kind of one chance. And I think I think that was a good platform. We we started as a defensively, like they didn't look like scoring, they didn't have many chances, and uh, hopefully uh, it's the same again on Tuesday. There you go. That's Harry Eisted uh, speaking to me after yesterday's uh, goalless draw. Uh, with Portsmouth, Nave. I mean, what have you made of of, of him? The, the difference between him and Ash, you know. I, I... I think we all said towards the end of Ash's time in goal that he looked like he was lacking a bit of confidence. He was he was making some uh, strange decisions. Uh, Martin Eisted, who assures us he's not related to Harry Eisted, uh, says you've got to love him. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, yeah. What, what have you made of of Harry since being brought back in? Obviously, by a manager who knows him well. Um, 
per, for, for, for a personal point of view, I feel a lot more comfortable. Um, I just think I, on the ball, I feel a lot more secure when Harry's in goal with, with the ball at his feet. I just think he has a little bit more composure there. And obviously we know Harry's good at shot stopping just as Ashes. Um, but I think a key a key element of, of of obviously Harry is that he has a good personal relationship with Jones, uh, Lloyd Jones as well. So I just think that sort of connection may help us in certain situations. But I've been I've been happy with him since he's come in. Really, I'm, I'm surprised he didn't um, get a, get his chance sooner. I know he's been injured and stuff, but yeah, I've been I've been fine with him since he's come in. He's obviously had a good he made a good couple of saves yesterday. He seems like a nice character as well. Seems like a nice character around the dressing room. So. Um, yeah, hopefully it can continue and we can keep some more clean sheets. Maybe, maybe we're getting up on Tuesday. Who knows? Yeah, we'll see. Um, yeah, I've, I've got to mention to him, actually, I should have done. I only just thought about it, about about his antics at Bolton, which were, to be fair, making me nervous when he was playing up to the crowd when, when it was still 3-3 and there's still a couple of minutes left to go. But yeah, I, I wonder if he... I should have asked him if he sort of sees that as part of the game, trying to rile up the the, the crowd because a lot of goalkeepers do. Um, and and uh, well, he he certainly did it quite well last Saturday. Right, uh, it's guest fan time. Uh, let's bring in uh, this week's uh, supporter who's going to join us. It's Sam Wyatt, uh, who uh, not only is a, a massive Charlton fan but also runs the uh, Charlton All Time Fantasy Eleven Club uh, YouTube page, which we shall talk about shortly as well. But morning, Sam. How you doing, mate? Yeah, good. Thank you, mate. All good. All good. Happy after yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. We we're going to ask you what, what what did you make of of yesterday's performance and um what what would you see as the the direction that the club's been heading in over the, the last couple of weeks under under the new boss? I mean, I don't want to get carried away because I'm I'm so fickle with managers. I was happy when Atkins came in. Do you know what I mean? I'm I'm buzzing after any sort of new flashy thing. It seems exciting, and you've got an ex Premier League manager there. How can you not get excited? But um, yeah, I mean. In terms of the performances, they do seem so much more structured. And that's what I think I saw when we played Lincoln. We just see so much more of a base that seems solid to move forward from. You have to kind of get behind that. But we still haven't got a win. And you think we had some opportunities there where, you know, I feel a bit sorry for Chucks and Ladapo kind of heading them themselves in that in that last time in that last game we had. But it does feel like those performances are getting better. Hopefully you can build on it. it I think Derby's not to want, judge us judge us on that one I think it's the next one after that when we start playing the teams around us I think that's where we're really going to know where if we stand a chance of sort of staying up really morning Sam in terms of um in terms of obviously building as you were saying just building on that I think a lot of the a lot of on Twitter and all the forum stuff a lot of it is how do we then become more of a threat in the final third so I mean in terms of would you keep you know, the same formation, if you do, would you change anything? Would you keep Backinson in, which we spoke about already? Does Pan come in? How would you try and sort of juice it up a little bit, if that's the right word, in terms of the final third? I mean, it's. I mean, you've gone through it there. It's a bit of a mess, isn't it? That midfield is all over the place and God knows who you pick. Because I'm still like, where's Louis Watson? Like, I love Louis. I thought he was great and I, I thought he gave us a lot. But <clears throat> when you see people like Kamara come on, and how good Anderson's been. And for me, for me, Anderson and Carnu. I was hoping they'd get a loan. I was hoping to send Carnu back out uh, to South End. I was hoping Anderson, because for me, he didn't have anywhere near the quality. Loads of enthusiasm, and you you love him for that, and he gets around the pitch. But it shows how wrong I am, because they've been our two best players over the last few games under Jones, which is fantastic, because then what you hope is that they're going to build in, in this team. But it would have been nice to see him, you know, imagine what player we had with Carnu if he'd have gone through that whole South End season and done well with them and kept scoring, you know, 
four, five, six goals a game. I mean, he would have been coming in incredible. But we're limited by injuries. I get that. I think in terms of the midfield, I mean, what I'd like to see is, is it might be asking a lot, but is there a way of playing three? Is there a way of playing May in behind Ladapo and Chucks or, or Kanu? You know, if you have May in behind Chucks, uh, not Chucks obviously starting, but Ladapo and um, and Kanu, and then Chucks comes on, I mean, we're going to scare everyone, aren't we? But maybe I'm asking a bit too much, but it does worry me a little bit how much May seems to have dropped off. And I don't think it's him at all. I just think it's the way we're playing. But there's definitely a worry there that we're not seeing like the, the May we've seen under, uh, God forbid, under Appleton. Like it does concern me a bit. So yeah, that's what I'd like to see. Maybe go to that number ten role uh, for Alfie May and two still up front. Morning, Sam. Uh, thanks for joining us, mate. Um, just talking about the attack there. What, how, what do you think about the defence, lady? What do you think has changed uh, to help us keep these clean sheets? Do you think it's Harry coming in and playing better than Ash? Um, obviously, we were talking about Jones earlier, and now he's going to be out for the next two games. Um, what have you made? Like, obviously, new signings as well in Edmonds, Green, and Gillespie coming in. Do you think that's helped? Uh, I'm, I, I celebrated that uh, Gillespie tackle like a goal yesterday. Like that was massive. I thought that was brilliant, and that's the kind of that's the best thing I've seen of Gillespie. He's had lots of sort of stuttering starts. Edmund Green seems solid, but I think I think the main thing is luck. Like so many of those goals that we let in, it's just been bad luck. Like I don't the, the big thing for me is that I don't think the performances have changed dramatically let yet. You can see they're getting better. But I still I just think that we had so much bad luck throughout the season, not just with injuries, but with those like chances that have been created, bad back passes, all that sort of thing. I mean I would say that I do feel more confident, but there's not been a game that we've started where I haven't been like, I can see there being, you know, Lloyd-Jones giving the ball away or, or whatever. Like, I think we've had a solid back three or back five the whole the whole season, really. It's just been a bit of bad luck and them not. And then obviously you lose one or you, you have a ricket. It's how they develop themselves. I think Jones has been the best example of how um, taking a player out and then putting him back in, that's kind of, I think that's the best thing that Nathan Jones has been able to do, getting the confidence into those players. Because when you made a mistake under Appleton and Holden, bless him, like he he just couldn't seem to get those players playing again. I don't think Holden had enough time, to be honest, but Appleton just couldn't seem to manage that situation very well. Whereas you look at Anderson, you look at Jones, like they're two clear examples of how, Obviously, Nathan Jones, Jones is doing something off the pitch that is getting the belief back into these players. And I'm, I'm 100% here for it. I think he's, yeah, that's the biggest change for me. Excellent. Right. Uh, Paul says, I love Sam's Fantasy Eleven interviews. 20 years on, it's clear there's still a trace of bitterness in both him uh, and myself uh, from a certain player's transfer. So I, I, I came on your, your channel. Uh, well, we recorded just before Christmas. It came out a few weeks ago. Uh, so ba- ex- explain what, what, what you do. Uh, with, with with your show and, and where people can find it, because I mean I had I had great fun coming on your on your one. Thanks, mate. Cheers. Um, yeah, it's it's great, and I'll be honest. I sort of had a um, a bit of a I call it an extended holiday from Charlton. Me, I had like a season ticket for ten years. I turned eighteen and went off to uni, and suddenly that's when Charlton started to go on their downhill slump. And I come back to it after a full time job working on Saturdays, and it was the the season that we went up under Boya. And that's when I kind of found uh, Charlton Live and another couple of YouTubers. And I really fell back in love with with Charlton because it's so different from watching us every week on Match of the Day to not being able to find anything about Charlton anywhere. 
So I was like following your channel and I, I'm a massive fan of Charlton Live. I've listened to every episode twice just to make sure I've got everything uh, in, in my mind for the next one. But there, it's been so depressing, lads. I'll be honest with you. It's been really, really hard to listen to. And I don't blame any of you for it. It's not your fault. But my God, it's it's a hard listen. And bless you for keep going with it. I know I said it to you when you came on, Louis, because... It's a it's a hard listen, um, but yeah, and it, and it must be harder dragging yourselves to every game home and away to to watch it. So I was just like, Jesus, I want to talk about Charlton. I want to talk about because I remember it being, you know, the good times, and uh, and that's where um, the all time eleven came from. I've get a different guest on every week. Uh, just wrapping up series ten, we've got Ollie Groom coming on, which is going to be a two part because uh, Louis, I thought yours was long. We, me and Ollie talked for about two and a half hours. Just the stories that guy's that guy's got, it's unbelievable. It's just a nice place to be able to talk about. Yeah, the good old times, the good stuff. And the big question I always have is like, is are my favourite players the best players we've had because we were in a premiership? Or is it just because I was sort of 7 to 14 and that's when you kind of really fall in love emotionally with those players? And bless them. Like I've been, I had Tyler Rowlinson on, I had Joshua and I was on, on the show a couple of weeks ago. And they, they only picked players that they'd seen. And God, could you imagine if you just supported Charlton in the League One Championship years? It's awful. And talking to them about sort of Lookman, who's great, but it's like, yeah, you only saw him for a season. I mean, we had George Costa, we had De Canio, like you've got no idea. Um, so, yeah, yeah, that's basically what it is. It's just a place to have a bit of fun talking about the good old times and the good stories and that kind of thing. Uh, yeah, that's what it's all about, really. Yeah, I highly recommend it. I put a link to uh, to my episode on Twitter last night and through that you can find Sam's channel uh, and, and sit back and enjoy just like good memories. As Sam points out, we, we unfortunately have to talk about the present day, which is quite miserable. <laughs> but yeah, reminiscing about Cholton was excellent. I look forward to all these ones as well. That'd be a great watch. Um, Sam, it's been a pleasure having you on, mate. Uh, cheers for joining us. And yeah, I look forward to seeing a few more episodes of your channel as well. Thanks, mate. Really appreciate it. Yeah. And if you could send some of your subscribers my way, I'd really appreciate it. That'd be nice. Yeah, well, 83 definitely... at the moment. So trying to get up to that 100. <laughs> yeah, we go. Yeah, I definitely recommend everyone uh, subscribing to, to Sam's channel. So yeah, thanks to Sam for joining us. He was uh, uh, this week's uh, guest fan. Um, we, we should look ahead to Derby then uh, on, on Tuesday, Nath. Um, so as I said to, to Nathan Jones, um, you know, we... we, we we can't fear it based on the last couple of uh, performances. Every time I say something like that, Nathan's like, well, we're in League One, let's not fear anyone. But, you know, we, we are bottom, bottom of the league, they're near the top. Uh, but, I mean, we saw that Derby game a couple of weeks ago. I mean, of, of the top three sides, they were the most painful to watch, if that's a nice way of putting it. But they were very, very effective. I felt like that game could have gone on for about four hours and we wouldn't have scored or even got many chances. So it'd be very interesting to see how they handle a home game where obviously the crowd will be big, the expectation will be high. Um, and yeah, and and we will be going there with very little expectation. Yeah, no, exactly. To be fair, though, out of the three that we played, Derby are the, the team that I'd be least scared of out of the three. Um, yesterday, I was quite nervous yesterday and... We turned up, so I don't. I agree with Nafer for a little bit, you know. That I don't think we should fear anyone. They lost. They lost yesterday, didn't they? So yeah, I think we've just. I just think we've just got to try, try apply ourselves, and I think we can get. I think we can get something out of the game. I really do. I don't know if that's because I'm literally losing the plot and think we're Barcelona all of a sudden, but I don't know. I've just got a feeling that we're going to get something from the game. So because I think if we start fearing people, I think that's when we put ourselves under the cosh a little bit too much. And I think we will all get nervous. There was a couple of games this year where we looked really nervy. Um, and I just think if we just try and keep that uh, that confidence up, I think I, I'm not really fearing them, mate, to be honest. 
It dep- mm. Well, it depends if Corey's playing. I thought apparently he's injured, but I'm not going to get too excited unless I know he's definitely out. Yeah, well, he's, he's not had a great start to, to life at Derby by the sounds of it, but he has been he has been carrying injury problems. Um, one one glimmer of hope we've got is that, so we've won one away game all season, Ben, uh, which was obviously away at Wigan. That's in the league. Obviously, we beat Crave Valley Paper Mills as well. Um, and uh, so basically, the, guess which one away game I've missed all season? Yeah, Wigan. And guess which one is the next one I've got to miss due to commitments with work? Derby. So we are guaranteed three points for that one. It's gonna. It's probably going to be the only two games I'm going to miss all season because I'm going to be at Cheltenham the week after. Um, so yeah, let's cling on to that as, as a bit of hope. Team news-wise, Ben, are there changes you're looking at? Ladapo May, is, is that one maybe? Anything in the midfield? Obviously, with Jones out in uh, suspended now, that's going to be a problem at the back as well. So yeah, for, first of all, up top, which way would you go? Yeah, I'd bring Ladapo back in now. Um Change here about again. I think he done well at Bolton, and I think him and Carney works well. Um, but also, it's about who can play these three games now in a week. Um, as we said, we've got quite a few players that hadn't played much football before they came into us in January, or we've got youngsters uh, that are playing a lot now with Anderson and Carney. Um, is it a bit too much strain on them to play three games in a week? Um, especially going to Northampton where look, it is a more winnable game. Um, but as they said, we have got this confidence now where we can turn up to these places and feel like, yeah, we just went to Bolton and scored three goals. We're uh, we're going to be trouble for you. So, um, yeah, I'd like to see Ladapo come back in because I didn't see why he didn't come on yesterday, really. But maybe Nafor was saving him for for Tuesday's game. Um so, yeah, I don't know if Thierry Small can, can play again. Obviously, he hadn't played much football before he came to us, but I'd like to see him continue. Um, and, uh, yeah, maybe maybe bring in Tao and give a bit more, like, support down down the wings, or is that being, is that being a bit too much? But I, I imagine Gillespie will come in in that position unless Heck is properly full-time training and ready to come in. Because I know Gillespie has struggled with his injuries, hasn't he? That it, we've kind of managed his minutes. Um, but yeah, as as um, Sam just mentioned there about Louis Watson, he must be the worst trainer ever, mustn't he? We all cry out for him to come in, but he's just nowhere near the near the squad. It seems like so. Yeah, we've mentioned earlier as well with Connor. I imagine Connor Coventry might come in um, in that middle again. Will he come in for Anderson? Can Anderson? play again three games in a week just suddenly coming into the squad so yeah I, I imagine there'll be a bit of rotation um because Nathan likes to do that it seems like in certain games um but yeah definitely Ladapo in for me with with Carno. Excellent. Right. Well, uh, Chris is going to Derby. He's going with a six pack. Um, well, I didn't know you'd been down the gym recently, Chris, but well done, mate. Um, <laughs> Paul saying he's going up to Darbados as well on Tuesday uh, with his son. Hopefully we'll score a goal or two or the coach journey back will be a uh, barrel of laughs. Right. We've run out of time uh, on this week's Charlton Live. Uh, massive thanks to everyone who's joined us uh, on the live show or caught up uh, via the uh, YouTube channel or the podcast afterwards. Don't forget to subscribe. Uh, to our YouTube channel uh, and wherever you get up uh, your podcast as well so you never miss another show uh, with us. Massive thanks to Sam who joined us um, as our guest fan. And don't forget to look out for his uh, Charlton All-Time Fantasy Eleven Club uh, channel as well because I honestly sit down and, and watch a few of them. You'll you really uh, enjoy it. Massive thanks to Nathan and Ben for joining me this morning. Good to see you both. Cheers, fellas. Cheers, guys.
Yeah, good to speak to the pair of you. So we'll be back on Thursday where we'll look back at the game with Derby and ahead to the one at Northampton. Uh, so yeah, big big couple of weeks coming up for, for the guys. Hopefully we can pick up some points. But I'm Louis Mendes. This has been Charlton Live, sponsored by the British Institute of Kitchen, Bedroom and Bathroom Installation. We'll see you again on Thursday. <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.